it's now time to bridge another distance from Pennsylvania to Tennessee. (laughs) And we bridge that distance all the time from March on because everybody's been listening to and participating in It's Electric. And actually, I met Jeannie um, when we were both headed to Rochester and sitting in the Baltimore airport. So uh, I think that we all can enjoy uh, Jeannie's uh, Jeannie's uh, presentation and her moderating of our conversation about kitchen conversations. So take it away, Miss J, Miss Mrs. J. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. Yeah, we, we had a good plane ride. We rode together and chatted for a while. It was lots of fun. Uh, I appreciate the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind inviting me to join you for your convention. I am Jeannie Johnson, and I am the president of the Tennessee Council of the Blind. And I also, as she said, do It's Electric. In addition to It's Electric, I also have a Facebook page, which if anyone wants to join, we would love to have you. It is called All Text Small Kitchen Electrics. Guess what we talk about? Electrical appliances in the kitchen, the small ones, the ones that you can move if you want to, not the refrigerator and the stove. Although if we did receive questions about those types of things, we would, of course, entertain them and and try to help because people need help with all kinds of things when it comes to the kitchen and vision loss, especially if newly blinded, for example. Uh, I have not always been able to cook. When I was young, I really wanted to cook. I lived with my grandparents, and my grandmother was an awesome Italian cook. She just made so the... we got to figure out what you want to do here tonight. I mean, oh, you haven't told me yet what's happening. This is uh, Hello? Wait a second. Something okay. weird's happening. Okay. Muted? No, we're not. We'll mute us. <laughs> okay uh i I thought that was a little odd there um but anyway i wanted to be able to cook like my grandmother could but having been blind all my life i was so afraid of the heat i was afraid of the stove and even more afraid of the oven and my grandmother bless her heart could not teach me because she didn't know where to start she tried to start one day Uh, with hamburgers that she already had sizzling in the skillet and she's grabbing my arm and pushing my hand down come on turn it over you know the whole bit and so I was scared to death and I went to the Tennessee School for the Blind which was an excellent school except back then we had what we then called home economics I think now they call it home management and the instructor was really good with the students who had some vision But for those who had no vision and had fears like I had, she really didn't know what to do with us. So uh, I remember one day I was supposed to be putting the biscuits in the oven, and she said, well, we don't have time for this because I'd take one step forward and two steps back as the heat was rolling out of the oven. And she said, well, just let one of the girls with vision do it. Well, that didn't help me so much. 
So here I was thinking I would never be able to cook. But then in college, one summer, a dear friend and I got a room or an apartment together. And she said, well, I'm going to teach you how to cook. And in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, right. But believe it or not, she did. And once she got me going and got me over my fears, I've been cooking ever since. I've always been interested in things that will really help in the kitchen. I'm one of those people. I don't like to do lots of chopping. I don't like to spend lots of time in preparation. So if I can find things that are going to make it easier, that's what I like. And it eventually, I guess, became a hobby. And where it really took off was at the beginning of 2019, when one of the big crazes was the, quote, instant pot, unquote. And I decided I was going to learn how to do it. I, I was really scared of it at first. I bought it September the year before, and I'd taken it out of the box. But when I saw all those little buttons on the front, I thought, there is no way I can do this. I'm just overwhelmed. And then I started looking at Facebook and YouTubes and hearing other people who didn't even have vision loss that were scared of it. And I'm like, whoa. But finally, I decided for 2019, I was going to learn how to do it. And then I became obsessed. I don't know if any of you ever become obsessed with things, but I became obsessed. So uh, since then, I've been focusing on uh, taking opportunities to talk to people about kitchen things. I had talked to our state convention even a couple of years before that about pieces of equipment that I liked. So first I'm going to go over some of the easy helpers, the handhelds and the, the things that don't cost very much. And then we'll get into the electrical things and then we'll have time for questions. Amazon and Walmart, Best Buy and Kohl's, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, Target, Pampered Chef, those are a few places. Oh, QVC, can't forget QVC. Those are a few places where I've bought equipment. And one thing that we have to remember is it changes. If you can find it on Amazon today, that doesn't mean it's going to be on Amazon a month from now. I found that out a few months ago when I was looking up some things and even a few weeks ago when I thought, well, I'll make this nice little list of where you can buy each thing that I talk about and the brand name and how much it costs. And anyway, some of the things that I wanted to put weren't even there. So we're going to speak in, or I'm going to speak in generalities and hopefully that'll be good enough to get you on your way. If you want to buy some of these things, I do have some brands that I particularly like because they make several products that seem to be really good uh, some of those are OXO and Norpro. I love Kunriken. They make some very innovative products. A company called Fullstar, Mueller, Xylus, which is a well-known company to a lot of people who cook, Wilton for their bakeware, and Starpack and Chicago Metallic, and Progressive International. Those are some of my very favorites. 
During the last few years, silicone has become really popular because it can withstand heat that some other things can't. We used to have the nonstick cookware and you get those plastic spoons and forks and stirrers and you'd start stirring and you'd take your spoon out and all of a sudden part of it had melted into your soup. So those weren't so good, but I haven't had that experience with the silicone. So I'm really happy about that. You can get all kinds of things in silicone. I discovered just this morning, believe it or not, by accident, that you can get the egg or pancake rings in silicone. Uh, For those of you who are as old as I am, and I don't know how many of you there are, but that's pretty old, um, years ago, to make egg rings so that we could turn our fried eggs and such, we would cut the bottom out of a tuna can and use that. But then they started making the tuna cans where you couldn't cut the bottom out with a can opener because they're more, they were more of the rolled thing. So anyway, they do make silicone egg rings now. And yes, I did put some in my Amazon cart. Uh, you can also get some silicone things that are collapsible, measuring cups, bowls, colanders, And one of my favorite things, a microwave popcorn popper that is collapsible. The only thing I don't like about collapsible measuring cups is if you do like I do sometimes where you dip level and pour, sometimes you're dipping and your measuring cup collapses on you. So that's not so good. I like the silicone mats. They can be used for a number of things. I have a friend who puts one of those on the table of her microwave and it just makes cleanup a little easier instead of having to deal with pulling that big glass table out and then if it's like my microwave trying to get it back in there and on track she just has to pull out the mat and clean the mat Uh, there are also silicone molds where you can make the egg bites like they have at Starbucks and believe it or not I don't really know those because I've never been a big Starbucks fan, sorry guys, but um, you can use those silicone molds to make egg bites if you want, and that's something that's really uh, popular with the Instant Pot. And then there are all kinds of silicone utensils from whisks to tongs to turners, spoons, anything you would need in that area. Chopping, you know, I said I'm not fond of chopping. So there are some great things that are good for chopping and some things where safety is the prime concern. For safety, I like to get knives, prep knives that have covers. And there are several brands that you can get now. You can get Kunriken. They're my favorite. I also have some knives by Ergo Chef that are called Prodigy. Those are Santoku knives, and they're really good as well. You can also get a glove that will protect the fingers of your other hand when you're cutting so that you don't have to worry if your knife slips a little or if your finger slips a little. You don't have to worry about um, possibly having to go to the emergency room and getting that finger fixed up. And sometimes on Amazon, they're called butcher gloves. Sometimes they're called safety gloves. I like things that are multi-purpose. And I have a 
fruit and vegetable slicer, chopper. It came with all kinds of things. It's made by a company called Full Star, and the container is the bottom. And I think it'll hold about four cups. It's about four inches wide and 11 inches long. And then you put a thing on top of it that fits right onto it. And in the middle of that, you have a place where you can put your different blades. I use the one-fourth inch dice blade to make my corned beef hash. I use the half-inch dice blade if I want to make the hash browns that aren't shreds, but it also has a shredder grater. Uh, it comes with a spiralizer, which I haven't learned how to use yet, a slicer, so it has the mandolin things that you can use, and, and it came with a safety glove, which was really good, because if you're using the mandolin, you want to use your uh, safety holder, and you want to make sure that your fingers don't get too close to the blade that you're using. It also came with a vegetable fruit peeler that looked so wicked. Recently, I stuck it in a box to donate to other people who might want something, because I just I've seen better peelers, and one that some people like is called a palm peeler. Some of you may have gotten different things from uh, the specialty stores like Maxi-Aids and LSNS, Independent Living Aids. One thing I want to remind you of is while they specialize in these types of things, often you can find them at Amazon or Walmart or Target or some of these other places and not only are they available so that you don't have to order them from the specialty company, but oftentimes they're cheaper. And the palm peeler is one of those things that you can get on Amazon. Another thing is a salad chopper. It's a bowl and it has the chopper. It's made by OXO. The chopper looks like a big mean pair of scissors, but um, they're easy to control and they do lock in place when they're closed. And so you can throw your greens and all those different things in there. I'm not sure how it would do with carrots. It does okay with greens and celery. And you can just stick your scissor thingy in and chop them that way. So that's kind of nice. I also, while I like multi-purpose things, there are some things that are especially nice, uh, even though they may just do one or two things. There was a company a few years ago that made a slicer. It was a two-part slicer for soft vegetables such as tomatoes. I have one and use it often, and a wedger for soft things like lemons. Unfortunately, uh, they are not on Amazon anymore. I also put in the name of the company. Haven't been able to find them anywhere. But my husband did a search on Amazon the other day, and there is a tomato slicer by Norpro and a wedger by Norpro, and those, he said, look like the ones that we have. So I don't know if perhaps Norpo, Norpro bought the rights to those things or kind of copied them or what. I, I just don't really know. Kun Riken makes some uh, spring-loaded scissors that lock in place, and they're called snips, and I think they'll cut almost anything. 
And then one of my favorite things that I learned about initially through a YouTube and a video and then found out that QVC sells it, but so does Amazon, there's uh, one called a chop chop and one called a pull chop. And the only difference is one is two cups and one is three cups. And what's so cool about it is you put your blade in the little bowl and you take an onion, for example, and maybe cut it into quarters after you peel it. And then you stick it in your chop chop or your pull chop. You put the lid on it. The lid has a little round circle that's attached to a string. You pull that. For those, again, who are my age, it kind of reminded me of the Chatty Cathy dolls. And it chops whatever is in there. The more you chop, the finer it gets. So it's either chop, chop, or pull, chop, depending on whether you want the two cup or the three cup. And I love that. It makes chopping onions so easy. Or you can make salsa with it, anything like that. And you don't even have to use the electricity. Uh, For mixing things, you can get splatter screens that you can have between your beaters and the, the the mixer in the bowl on your beaters. And that way... If you're doing something that has a lot of liquid in it, you don't have to worry about painting your kitchen with whatever you're trying to mix. So those are nice, too. Uh, There are cups and spoons for measuring that are actually in Braille, and a lot of you may be familiar with those. They're called Porfect, P-O-U-R-F-E-C-T. And again, the first time I saw them was at a specialty store, and the next thing I knew... QVC had them, and I'm like, whoa, okay. So that was pretty exciting. I like the metal measuring spoons, and now there are some that a lot of people in different YouTube videos have shown, and they are magnetic measuring spoons. And this morning I put a set of those in my cart because They are round on one end and oval on the other end, so the oval ones are going to be easier to dip into things. And they are magnetic. They'll stick together. I don't know if they're rounded on the bottom or flat, but you can also get get measuring spoons that are flat on the bottom, and I like those as well. So those are just a few things that are really fun. Um, For those of you who may be familiar with Pampered Chef, they have what they call adjustable measuring spoons, and there were also adjustable measuring cups on Amazon. I haven't seen the cups. I have seen the spoons. And for mixing and measuring, all those kinds of things can be a lot of fun. There are a few other things that I love. We all, I think most of us, like the things that talk. I love my talking kitchen scale because I can get a tray of ground beef that weighs five pounds and I can measure it out. And I'm very OCD about this, my husband will tell you. I measure it out into one-pound packages or I make five-ounce patties or one-ounce meatballs. And yes, I do weigh them. I'm that obsessive about it. So I really appreciate my talking scale. It's a little off topic but years ago when our dachshund had her puppies and we were trying to see how well they were growing 
I actually weighed the puppies on that when they were itty bitty before their eyes were even open. And yes, I did wash it afterward, just in case anybody's wondering. Uh, talking thermometer. Another appliance that a lot of people love is the air fryer. But one thing you want to make sure of if you're doing meat in the air fryer is that it's cooked enough. And so a talking meat thermometer for the kitchen can be wonderful. There are also safety can openers where we, and they have these in electric or manual where when you open the can, you don't have any sharp edges. And I'm sure all of us have been through the thing where we're trying to get something out of a can and we accidentally cut the side of our hand or our thumb or whatever on one of those sharp edges that the can opener left. If you want to get some novelty things, you can get the little bowls. You know, you've probably gone to a Mexican restaurant and you get the taco salad that's in the little bowl that's made out of the tortilla. Well, you can get regular size and small sized stainless steel little bowls so that you can make your own taco bowls. So that's fun too. You can also get something that I love. These are made by Chicago Metallic. They're pans that have a rack in them so that you can broil on them, but they don't have all those little tiny holes where you can never get everything out that come, you know, the ones that probably came with your stove. These have bigger holes. It's, it's a rack and, and it has the little things that go across and then the little bars that go in the other direction and it's much easier to deal with those when it comes time for cleanup. A um, microwave steamer that I really like, it's called a fish and vegetable steamer. And I use this a lot, even though it doesn't say to, to brown my ground beef in the microwave. If I'm browning ground beef, say for mamwiches or tacos or something like that, it's three parts. It has the bottom part, which is solid. It has the tray that fits in that, which has strainer holes, and then the lid. And the reason you want to get the one that says fish and vegetables is because it's rectangular, and so your meat can be flat. And, and I think that's better for browning meat than if you have a deep one and you're trying to do that in the microwave. Uh, there's also a strainer that you can get for a can. It has little rings so that it'll fit your soup can or your tuna can or your vegetable can, whatever size it is. You can put that on it and just turn the can upside down, and it's less messy, and I think you drain off more juice than you would if you were just trying to press down the lid or hold the lid cracked and do it that way. Another fun thing, and I got this for my nieces a few years ago for Christmas, it's called the Rapid Mac Cooker, and it's a microwave piece of equipment that you can use to make your favorite boxed macaroni and cheese dinner, I won't say mine, but I'll bet everybody can guess, in five minutes. Uh, it says it's also good for people in college, you know, because they can do that very quickly. Now let's get on to what I think will be the fun stuff for a lot of people, and that's electrical appliances. A lot of times the problem we have with some electrical appliances is they're not always accessible. 
Uh, I am a big user, as those who have heard me before will know, of the Instant Pot. I love my Instant Pots. That is plural. I have a three-quart and a six-quart. Instant Pot is actually a brand of what's called a multi-cooker, and the multi-cookers do pressure cooking, which is the big thing that they're known for. And this is pressure cooking without the fear. It's not like the old days that you heard about when grandma's split pea soup ended up on the ceiling. These are very safe. They have 10 or 11 safety things built in so that you don't have to worry about them exploding or anything like that. And they're actually very accessible if you're blind or visually impaired, some models more so than others. Um, During Prime Days, Amazon had the Ultra on sale, but it has a knob that doesn't have a definite start and stop, and so it would probably be difficult for most of us to use. And if anyone who is totally blind has used it, feel free to correct me on that if you want. But I personally love the Instant Pot Duo. It has lots of built-in features. It has a little thing on the side where you can set the lid when you're serving or when you're doing the prep before you're ready to actually cover the Instant Pot. Um, Because the Instant Pot is deep, if you're sautéing something in it, which is another one of the features, you don't have to worry about it popping on you as much as if you were using an open skillet. I don't know about you, but I do not like popping and sizzling. That was where my grandmother started, and it scared me to death, and it sure didn't help me get over my fears. So I think you have less likelihood of getting popped when you're using uh, the Instant Pot for sautéing whatever you're going to fix. But a big advantage after you sauté your ground beef for chili or your Italian sausage for a wonderful spaghetti, if it's lean, you don't have to drain it, and you can just go ahead and add almost everything else to the pot. You can add your spaghetti and your sauce and your mushrooms and olives if you want to put those in like me, and you put the cover on, you set it to do the pressure cooking, And a few minutes later, you have a wonderful pot of spaghetti. So it's very convenient, very time-saving, and I think a wonderful piece of equipment. And I think a few people have been tempted to buy it and have followed through on that. I won't mention any names, though, but you know who you are. And I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm really glad. I think you'll enjoy it. Another thing that a lot of people love now is the air fryer. It's like a more healthy alternative to deep frying because I love French fries as much as anybody, but we used to have to stick them in the air fryer or the deep fryer that was full of oil. And I guess they absorbed a lot of that and they say it wasn't so healthy for us. But now it takes very little, if any, oil and you can still make crisp foods and have them be delicious. The Instant Pot, it had buttons that you push, and although it's digital, you could, uh, for example, write the different things down in Braille and learn how to do those. So it's, it's actually fairly easy. Also, if you're like me, if you get an Instant Pot or another multi-cooker, you're probably not going to use all the functions. I mainly use saute, and pressure cook and uh, 
rice and yogurt. You can make yogurt with the Instant Pot Duo if you desire to do that. And it's quite good and easy. You can do cold start yogurt. The air fryer, they have some that are digital. They have some that are analog. They have knobs. And I think oftentimes for those of us who are blind or visually impaired, it's easier for us to use the analog than it is for us to use the digital. I've been told there is an air fryer from QVC that is digital, that has buttons that go around in a circle, and that those are easy to use if you're blind. Some of your air fryers and instant pots and other appliances as well also work with your device such as Lady A or perhaps I I think some of them will work with Google Home and I don't have a Google Home so I can say that one. We recently just got an oven, uh, the microwave oven with Lady A and we haven't used it yet. We got it on Prime Day and haven't taken it out of the box. Um, Other things that are easy for us to use. I have a food saver. It's made by Kasori. And the buttons, it's digital, but the buttons are large and easy to feel, and you don't have to make a lot of choices. So it's really good to have as well. There's also a coffee maker that I recently got, which just makes one cup at a time, but it's so tiny that I can take it to a hotel if I want. Um, there's an electric skillet that Presto makes that actually goes in and out of the stand. And therefore, when you want to put it in the dishwasher, you don't have to worry about the legs getting in the way. Now, something that a lot of you might really enjoy is called the Rotato. I think this was on TV a few years ago. And it actually will peel potatoes if you don't like doing that and if you don't like to eat them with the skin on them. So it's it's nice to have two. The main problem I have with it is sometimes it's not very easy to, um, to change the blade when the blade gets dull to put on a new blade. Then there's also the contact grill. For those of you who may not like turning things, for example, you can use a contact grill and it will cook both sides at the same time. I think the George Foreman grill was probably the most popular one. It started out, you know, everybody was getting a George Foreman grill, but there are lots of other brands that are out there and available. So, Uh, Some of those, I think, are better. You can get the George Foreman grill and others now that have removable plates. And my Cuisinart also has waffle plates that I can put in it. And then the other plates, I can either have them flat or I can have them where they make the little grill marks on whatever I'm cooking. And there there are just all kinds of things out there that are so easy for us to use, and I, I love to talk about it and share about it. And in the description of this session, it said the bridge from hunger to happiness. And I know when we're hungry, sometimes we want food in a hurry, and all these different things help us do that.
So right now, I'm willing to take some questions. If y'all have questions, we can talk about any of these things that I talked about. Um, because it's, it's lots of fun and nice to have these things in our kitchens. So are there any questions? Lyle and Francine, you may unmute. Hi, uh, Jeannie. I have a question. Um, we buy sometimes frozen pizzas, uh-huh. and we, we have the wheel that, you know, with the handle that you, you can slide across the pizza. But when you can't see, you oftentimes don't cut it straight, and it's a little tiny, itty-bitty piece and a giant piece. and. <laughs> <laughs> I know what, what you're talking about. Yeah, um, so what we would like is, you know, like how they have those pie cutters where you put uh-huh. on your apple pie and cut it. And well, we want one big enough for pizza. Ah, well, <laughs> I'll have to look and see if they make one. And until until that is around, what I usually do is. I will cut my pizza. I can usually tell with my fingers, even if it's hot, where Mm -hmm. the middle is. And I'll cut all the way from left to right. And then I'll turn my pizza pan a half turn Mm -hmm. and do that again. So now I have it in four pieces. And then I can find the middle of each of those pieces and go straight from the edge to the middle. And that seems to be one way to work if you want to cut it into eight pieces. And it pretty much works for pies too. So Yeah, I, I, I we we've we've tried that and sometimes it works really well and other times it's oh boy, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well and it may sometimes too depend on your pizza cutter. I know that we had a little flimsy pizza cutter and now we have a big one that we got I think we actually bought it in a store. I think my husband saw it, and uh, and it seems to do a better job, but it seems to be sharper. And so, of course, you do have to be careful with it. I did see on Amazon that they do make some pizza cutters that have a guard that you can put on them when you're storing them. So that would be a good possibility, too. Ours is definitely not sharp. I mean, you there's... You'd have to try really hard to cut yourself on that thing, I can tell you. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you might need a new, might need a new pizza cutter there. <laughs> I know, I need, I know, I need a new pizza pan, but that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> we've got several hands raised. Oh, good. I, good yes, good. Londa, Londa Peterson, you should be able to unmute. I love bacon, but I can't cook it for the life of me. You love what? I'm sorry. Yeah, you faded out a little bit. Oh, sorry about that. I was coming closer to my mic. I love bacon. Strips of huh. bacon. Okay. I can't cook it for the life of me. Well, I can tell you two different ways to cook it, and I wish I knew the brand of the one we have. We have a bacon cooker. It's for the microwaves, and don't don't rush to say, oh, I don't like microwave bacon, because this turns out really well. Um it's for the microwave. I think originally it was made by Anchor Hawking, and that may be who it's still made by. You can find them at Walmart. They have a little handle on the left, a little handle on the right, and they're ridged. And I always put the bacon so, to, so that it goes from the left handle to the right handle. And for good measure, I put a couple of paper towels under it. 
just in case any grease doesn't stay confined. And then I put a paper towel over it. And the big secret is I cook it longer than it says to cook it. For example, I like the thick cut bacon. And if I'm cooking the thick cut bacon, I do it two minutes per slice. So three slices, which is what we put on our burgers because we get one and a half slices a piece and it just fits nicely on the burger. I'll cook that for six minutes. Now, my husband thinks I like my bacon burnt, so I might back it up and cook it for five and a half minutes for him. So, But that's what I do. So I'd say either cook it longer or the other possibility is you can, and, and I would cover the cookie sheet with um, aluminum foil, but you can use a cookie sheet with sides. You don't want to use one of those flat ones and put some aluminum foil on it and then put your bacon on the oven uh, or on the cookie sheet and put it in the oven at 350 for about 15 to 20 minutes or until it reaches the crispness that you like. It also doesn't shrink up as much that way. I have never successfully cooked bacon in the skillet and I taught kitchen skills for 20 some years and that's just something that escapes me. It's not Look, easy. I don't feel so bad. No, not at all. You shouldn't. I've done it on the contact grill, but if you want to make waffles, your contact grill's busy. <laughs> well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So now you have other options. Well, I have a third one, another one. Uh-huh. This, is, this is Chris Hunsinger. Um, uh-huh. I cook my bacon usually in the skillet. But I use what they used to call it a bacon press, but now oh, yeah. a panini press or a sandwich press, set it on top of the bacon, and it holds it flat, and it cooks the top both sides so you don't have to turn it. All right. And and then if you put a lid over it, the um, you don't get as many splatters. And the other thing is the sound changes as the bacon gets done. Ah. Uh, yeah, and I've noticed if I'm browning meat in a skillet, the same thing. The closer it gets to done, the sound does change. So, very good. I'm going to have – now I want to get me a panini press and try that. All right. Awesome. And, see, I love learning new things, too. I, you know, I don't have all the answers. None of us do. And that's one of the joys about our community is we're able to learn from each other. All right. More questions. Okay. Yeah. And we have two Lauras. One is just Laura and the other is Laura Griffith. So, Laura, you're first, and then Laura Griffith, you'll be next. Good afternoon. Um, Is there a way, um, because I love cooking, but I can't cook because of visually being impaired now. Um, So, is there a way that you could or a list of these products out the names I had thought about that I can try to put something together and email it to Chris I have her email and then maybe I don't know if you use print or braille or audio but maybe we can get something together where you can know about some of these things and, um, you know, if I, I don't know if you recently lost your vision or, or if it's just that you didn't have the opportunity to learn to cook because um, 
I too am totally blind. And, you know, like I say, for years, I thought I wouldn't be able to cook. And fortunately, I was able to learn how and now I love it. So I think that probably the people who are, I'm assuming, well, I don't know if you're from Pennsylvania or not, but assuming you are, yeah, I think I'm probably. Wrong. Montgomery, Pennsylvania. Okay. I think people in your chapter might be able to help. And depending on how much you want to learn, uh, there may be other services where you can learn some of these things. Uh, especially if you were able, if you had vision at one time and were able to cook, it's amazing how similar it is. You just have to learn the adaptations. But of course, you need somebody to help you with that. So um, also, if, if you want to join some of these community calls, you know, we'd be glad to have you on those. We do It's Electric every other Wednesday. And there's a community call, I think, on Thursday afternoons at 3 around the home where they answer all kinds of different questions that people have about how to do their things, the things they need to do with vision loss. So okay, thank you. Next, we have Laura Griffith. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jeannie. This is great. Uh, quick shout out to Lana Peterson, who was my jazz instructor. It was wonderful. Ah. And now, uh, on, I have a, a, a challenge in the kitchen. I am losing my vision. I used to have vision. One of the hardest things for me to do is when I'm putting baking cookies or something like that, and I'm trying to space them out on a cookie sheet. Do you have any tricks for that? Um, well, one thing that I used to always tell my students and still tell people is use your fingers. Always keep your hands clean. Yep. <laughs> your, your fingers are one of the greatest things that you have to help you. Um, and depending on what the recipe says as, how, as to how far away they should be, I will like use two fingers put together or in very rare cases, three fingers put together to kind of use as my spacing. And even then, once in a while, they'll still run together, but not so that I can't break them apart if I have to. So um, use your fingers for measuring. I do that a lot, and it seems to really help. Thank you. Yeah, I use them for everything. Oh, well, good. (laughs) And the other thing that's so hard is telling when things are done, something like browning hamburg or something. What really helps with that is kind of having a timetable. For example, I know that if I do it on medium high, my hamburger is done in about 10 minutes. Also, the texture is going to change with the fork or the spatula or whatever it is that you're using for your hamburger. And you can also, and I do this and, and, You know, you're not going to put your fingers on it and leave them there, but you can locate a place with your spatula or whatever you're using where you know that there's meat there, and then you can put your fingers there and actually feel, and you can do that in a few different places around the skillet and tell, oh, yeah, this all seems to be really done. It feels nice and solid. And again, as Chris was mentioning earlier, um, as it gets more done, you're actually going to hear a change in the sound of the sizzling. I'll have to listen more carefully. Great. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, next we have Jonah Gravit. You should be able to unmute. I am unmuted, and I'm yes, actually in the middle of cooking. This is kind of funny. Um, right. <laughs> so so um, 
I want to add, first of all, I want to add one more bacon cooking tip. It's the only sure. way I cook bacon, and um, it absolutely comes out great. So you can take a regular roasting pan for your oven that has a rack, and you lay the bacon across the rack. And I cook mine at 375, actually, for anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes, depending upon the thickness of the bacon. And you don't have to turn it. And I've found that it doesn't splatter, doesn't make a mess in my oven, and it's one of the best ways I've ever found to cook bacon. Awesome. Um, and I, I, someone else had already asked about sending out the brands that you like to use and the names of the products you were talking about, so that question was answered for me. Okay. Um, one other thing I'd like to add is Cuisinart makes an accessible waffle and pancake maker that I just bought and I love. I got it on Amazon. It's about $104 after taxes. It beeps when it's preheated. It beeps when the waffles are done or pancakes are done. And the it has a dial with an arrow that you can clearly feel that you can um, mark for the settings that you want to, for the, you know, like waffles or pancakes. You cook them between four and five, six if you like them burnt. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And Hamilton Beach makes an accessible, it's a sandwich maker, but it also cooks the egg. So it's a breakfast sandwich maker is what they call it. And you can make two at a time and it cooks the, it toasts the bun, it cooks the egg. And if you have pre-cooked meat, you can add that as well. Um, And lastly, Hamilton Beach makes a toaster oven that it's the first I've seen of this kind where the door rolls up. Instead oh, of like pulling it down. Box. Yes, exactly like a bread box. <laughs> or and the old roll top discs. Exactly, exactly. And it um it also is has dials that you can with the arrows so you can use bump dots to mark where you want and it, it bakes uh toasts and broils. Um and that's really about it. I just wanted to offer those pieces of advice. And Jean, I would love to attend your cooking um uh seminars i guess that's what you call them and i'd actually love to participate and maybe offer some tips i've been cooking for almost 30 years so well funny you would say that because i was thinking oh she needs to be on it's electric and we I, do i would love to every other wednesday night at six thirty. if you get the emails about the acb community events oh i'm sorry seven thirty your time sorry about that um, every Wednesday, every other Wednesday night at seven thirty, and then on the Wednesday nights when we're not doing it's electric, Sheila Young from Florida is doing a recipe swap, and those are really fun Ooh, too. So I see, like, like either too. one of those. Yeah. Okay. Also, I have to tell you, I hadn't mentioned some of my favorite brands of appliances. Obviously, Instant Pot, but I love Cuisinart and I mm-hmm. love Hamilton Beach. They make a lot of great products. Mm. So. Um, but right. I, didn't know, I didn't know about the waffle pancake maker. You're not supposed I, to be feeding my addiction, but hey. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Well, I've already made waffles and pancakes in it a few times, and it's awesome. And the plates are removable and dishwasher safe, and you can make either four pancakes at a time or four waffles at a time. Wow. Um, and if anybody wants the link, I can send it to Chris, and she can distribute it, or I can send it to the PCB list. Um but I'll have to look for the It's Electric um, and, and connect with you. How do I connect with you personally, Jean, so we can talk about what you might want me to talk about on the call? Um, 
Chris can give you my email if she still has it, and you can email me. Okay, perfect. I don't think they want us to give our personal information over the air or else. Oh, no, no, no. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. All right. I'll send it to you, Jonna. There. Thank you, Chris. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Dean. <clears throat> uh-huh. At the moment, there are no more uh, raised hands. Okay. Oh, well, well no. See, every time I say that. <laughs> Okay, a phone number ending in 484. Hello, I should be in. Yes. You are. I wanted to comment, uh, I've really enjoyed your presentation, but when I do bacon, Uh I do it in my George Foreman. Okay. It works like a charm. You get rid of all that extra grease. It cooks top and bottom, and it's just perfect for me. Okay, I'll have to try it on my contact grill sometime. I have the Cuisinart contact grill, and my Cuisinart does have waffle plates, so I can use that, but it doesn't have, you, you know, you'd think the reverse side would be the pancake plates, but it doesn't have those. So Okay. <laughs> so okay. I can, but, yeah, okay. I'll have to try that. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, Fran Sign is back. Yeah, Hi. yeah. you're talking about bacon, and you were talking about your bacon fryer that you use in the microwave. Uh-huh. I, bought, I bought one from Bed Bath & Beyond. It has a lid, so the bacon, does, does the grease doesn't splatter all over the inside of your microwave, and you're not using paper towels. And I throw it in the dishwasher, and it's great. Okay, great. And, of course, Bed Bath & Beyond was one of the places I named where I like to get things, so that's good to know. Anybody else? Uh, no, this is Donna Brown, the host. Though I just wanted to say, um, you know, back way back at the beginning of your presentation, you were talking about uh, slicing tomatoes and, and stuff, uh-huh. and um, you know that really is quite a chore yeah. for. Because <laughs> uh-huh. anyway, but I, I've and I didn't believe people when they said this, but um, Rada R A D A is a. Uh, it's a company that pr- uh, makes like different knives and vegetable peelers and, uh, you know, it's like, anyway, uh-huh. they have a tomato knife and, uh-huh. you know, sighted people used to tell me that it makes, you know, it makes slicing tomatoes wonderful. And I thought, Oh sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it, but anyway, it, no, I, 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 I have no vision at all uh-huh. and I can slice tomatoes, you know, for sandwiches, just like somebody who can see with that knife. It's just a, a knife, like $4 or something. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, that's not electric, but you know. Well, that's okay. Cause we're, we're, you know, today we're talking about all kinds of things. Right. It's handheld or electric. And certainly the price is right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Anyone else? This is Chris Hunsinger. Uh-huh. And um, I just wanted to say that I can't tell you how happy I was when I found silicone egg rings so that I didn't have to chase. <laughs> so I didn't have to chase my pancakes all over the pan. I could make egg sandwiches without going like, where did they roll yeah. to? <laughs> yeah. well, I, I don't know. had her hand raised that. again, but then she lowered it. John, if oh. you wanted to, because I think there's still a little bit of time. Oh, there is. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to ask what brand... Oh, hold on. Echo, stop. I just wanted to ask what brand of the palm peeler that you got. What brand of what? Palm peeler. 
Um, I don't know what brand it is, but it's the only one that I found on Amazon. Okay, I'll look. Thank you. Yeah, and just put palm peeler in your search. Okay, thank you. Uh huh. Have you seen one of those before? No. Okay, it actually just fits on your finger, and then you can peel your potatoes. It's kind of like having your hand over it, and you just peel away. I like it, but I have an old, it's a peeler made by Echo, and I can't even find it anymore. It's, I think my husband said it's spelled A-C, I mean E-C-K-O instead of E-C-H-O. So I don't know if they've quit making that brand or what, but my favorite peeler is my Echo peeler. So, Or not peeling at all, and I'm lazy, so a lot of times I don't peel. And that's one nice thing about the Instant Pot is, oh, man, I love mashed potatoes. To me, potatoes, whether they're mashed or fried or whatever, it's a food group for me. And they're so easy. In the Instant Pot, you can just chunk them up with the skins, stick them in with three-fourths cup of water if you're using the three-quart, a cup of water if you're using the six-quart, and cook them for like five minutes, and then they're ready to mash. And so it's it's so much fun. Um and also another thing about the Instant Pot, because I want everybody to have an Instant Pot. An Instant Pot for everyone is when you're cooking rice or pasta, you put equal amounts of liquid to the amount of rice or pasta that you're using. When I do rice, because I like mine you know, to be well done and fluffy, I might add an extra fourth cup per cup of rice, but... Um, that's another one of the many things about the Instant Pot that's wonderful. I also wanted to add, um, you were talking earlier about the toaster oven that's like the roll-top desk. I love it. This is not, but there are some air fryer uh, convection ovens, and some of us have these. My favorite brand is the Cuisinart. You know, we were talking about Cuisinart. Love Cuisinart. And it's an oven that will bake convection bake broil convection broil toast keep warm and air fry and it's wonderful and big enough to hold a 12 inch pizza for those of you who are the pizza lovers we have two hands raised carla hayes you're in the panel so you can just unmute yourself i have this i've inherited this cooktop stove that is smooth that i am really terrified of and oh okay and i'd like some tips on that but i'm wondering i also got myself one of these confection cooktops and i was wondering if i could use that to replace the stove or what would you recommend how do you use that and what do you say about the stove um I'm not sure about that second cooktop that you mentioned. Did you say convection cooktop? Is it induction? Yeah, I'm sorry, induction. That's okay. Induction cooktop. It's been a long day. (laughs) Personally, I haven't seen the induction cooktops yet, but I want to. My husband and I went to Home Depot a couple of months ago, and while they sell them, they didn't have any on the floor that I could actually touch. So I haven't seen those, but I do use a smooth top. What... I initially did as I had someone show me where the different burners are. And mine is, I think, like a lot of them, where two of my burners, you turn the knob to the right for a bigger pan and to the left for a smaller pan. But um, what I generally do is I know approximately where they are, 
and I will put the pan there and I'll turn it on enough that the heat comes on. And then without putting my hands against the stove, I'll put my hands around the pan slightly above where the stove would be. And then I'll position my pan according to where I feel the heat so that there's heat all around the pan. That's what works for me. Uh, I've heard of some people, um, you know, trying to use, I don't know how they do this because I, I can't, but like a wooden spoon to tell, you know, whether it's centered or not. But And if anybody else wants to weigh in on this who uses a smooth top stove, please feel free to do that. But it is something that you can learn. You just don't want to touch the surface when the burner is on, but you can hold your hands near there and feel the heat coming up from it. We have one more raised hand. Uh, Phone number ending in 276. You should be able to unmute. Hi, this is Marianne. Jeannie, it was a um, great presentation. And um, just as... Oh, it was wonderful. And I've also been cooking a long time. I've probably 40 some odd years. <laughs> so, um, but, um, and just as an aside, that's exactly how I judge where my pot should be on my, on my smooth top. But I wanted to tell you about a really simple device that my daughter bought me for Christmas this year. Um, it's called egg essentials and I love poached eggs, but I cannot chase eggs around in a boiled <laughs> a pan of boiling water. And yes. um, she loves poached eggs. So she bought this really neat, it, it looks like if you took the innards out, it, looked, it would look like a frying pan with a glass lid, but it's got this frame that goes inside in four cups uh, in which the poached, in which the egg sits. So you boil the water without the cups in there and you crack the egg into the cup, maybe use a big plate, and then you transfer those um, cups over to the um, pan with this frame that holds them in place and it cooks you just time them maybe four minutes and they cook and they're the most beautiful perfect poached eggs you've ever seen and it's so accessible it's called egg essentials and it's absolutely wonderful thank you that sounds awesome yay it's it's if you like poached eggs it's the only answer it's it's absolutely perfect and again thank you so much for so many great tips i hope we get some of them i hope somebody's written some of them down Anything else? Anyone else have a hand raised? Not this, only- is, this is Melissa. I'm yeah, uh, a panelist. <laughs> um, I just wanted to jump in and recommend the Ninja Foodie too. I don't know if you've had experience with that. It's sort of like the Instapot, um, right. but also the, the Cuisinart that you mentioned where it has the different functions. It air fries, pressure uh-huh. cooks, broils, bakes, uh, sautés, steams, and dehydrates. So that's, I find, I've, found that to be a very accessible device as well oh good yeah i've wondered about that one that's good to know and and i hope that some of you who've contributed this afternoon if not all of you i hope you'll join it's electric it's every other wednesday night and it'll be this coming wednesday night at 7 30 eastern time one of the community events and then also please join my facebook facebook group all text small kitchen electrics we'd love to have you And thank you for letting me do this. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Jeannie. You can stick around if you want to hear more. Okay, (laughs) I might. (laughs) 